Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. Tim Wildman here with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. All right. Uh, Ed and I are, are broadcasting remote today. Uh, we're in Alabama for a retreat with our staff and some of our supporters, and Fred's back home in Tupelo at the uh, at the headquarters there, and uh, everything you know, no, there's no leadership there on campus, Fred. So yeah, the party course, has uh, started, Tim. <laughs> that's what I thought. Perfect <laughs> time for a coup. <laughs> I know. The only problem is you're going to have a coup. You need some leadership to coup. You know what I'm saying? Right. If, if there's nobody there, there's nobody to conquer. Got to have somebody to lock up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, anyway. Uh, we want to again thanks folks for thanks folks thank you folks for listening Ed tell folks how they can join us on the internet well as far as I know uh-huh. you can watch Fred and yourself Tim and I on Facebook or YouTube uh, I think the streaming Just is don't working say correctly. ivermectin yes that's say right. ivermectin you, get us, you, you get won't be able banned. to watch us on YouTube <laughs> or Facebook I guess that, that word along triggers the left yes it does okay. so if you go to uh, you, uh, YouTube or Facebook and search for today's issues that's the name of this show you can click through and you can watch us do radio from two different locations we also encourage people if you're traveling and will be away from your terrestrial radio station that you can just download the AFR app on your phone, uh, other smart device. If you've got more than one smart device, you're better off than I am. And uh, you can listen anywhere you have a good signal, including overseas. Also, you can stream the audio for all AFR programming at AFR.net. We also have a, a, a podcast of all your favorite shows. If you are working or doing something else and you can't listen live, you can download the podcast and listen later. We got CDs, we got timeshares, <laughs> we got we got all kind of paraphernalia here. Also, check, folks, because uh, your car warranty is uh, probably getting close to being up. You can renew your car warranty at AFR. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. We don't do that. In fact, we want to find out who is doing that so we can handle that. Uh, all right. By the way, we got a treat for you today, folks. Um, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky will be with us at 10:45. That is 11:45 Eastern Time. Uh, that's if nothing comes up, you know, with senators and congressmen, it's always a chance last minute something will come up. But he, uh, his staff has told us he will be joining us gladly at 10:45. Uh, so we look forward to talking to the. Uh, the quiet, the meek, the uh, <laughs> soft-spoken, soft-spoken, Dr. Rand Paul. Uh, he, he's a he's one of the champions of freedom. Yes, he is in in the Senate, and we look forward to talking to uh, Rand Paul. All right, Fred, go ahead. I, I think it's safe to say that uh, if we were to ask Rand Paul whether he supports the big reconciliation bill, three point five trillion. <laughs> I don't think he'd go down as a plus on that side. 
of the ledger. But I'll tell you what, here's where we are right now. Remember where last week we talked about the little trillion dollar package, which is the infrastructure bill, and then there's the big one, $3.5 trillion. Well, uh, on Friday, while the rest of us were getting ready for the weekend, President Joe Biden went up to Capitol Hill. He's got a problem in the Democrat family. Mm-hmm. It's a house divided. Now, here's where we are with, with all of this trillion-dollar stuff hanging around out there, is that the Republicans are kind of sitting on the sidelines right now uh, because the problem is within the Democratic Party. They have this deep divide. Uh, just to set the table once again, you have the so-called progressives. Now, that's a word they like. I say this is the far left of the Democratic Party. They want to take that uh, 1.2 infrastructure trillion infrastructure bill, and they say they will vote on that if they also link it to the 3.5 trillion. Now your conserv- your so-called moderates in the House, and then you have two. There, there are four. There are four. <laughs> yeah, four Democrat moderates left. I yes. Mean, anyway. But then you have the two Democrat senators, which are getting a lot of attention, and that's Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. They say they will not vote on a $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. And just to put it out there, that's basically the Democrats' socialist agenda, that $3.5 trillion. Uh, we're enjoying the music from behind you there. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a retreat, man. we got people rehearsing for their songs coming oh, up. Okay. And, uh, I, I, I kind of like it. You know, i, I got to say, Fred, you know, when we're talking about yeah. this kind of heavy stuff, right. we need having an, an angelic music. choir in the background mm. okay. is uh, okay. pretty awesome. Can okay. you really hear it? Oh, yeah, it sounds good. It? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> All well, right. I happen, to, I happen to know the folks who are going to be leading us in worship. I'm going to tell them they were on <laughs> I think national they've, they've, radio. I think they Well, no, they're still going. <laughs> just just uh, enjoy the, the, the duo. you got uh, news of the end of the world, and you've got a song about hope. And, that's and, right. And, and at least Tim and I are joining in. Yeah, that's so right. That's that's a bonus. Uh, we'll for we'll our try to do listeners. something about that. You're listening to today's issues on AFR. Go ahead, Fred. Yes, try well, to try let's, to overcome. Let's, let's play some Democrat music here. <laughs> and what you're going to hear is a montage of Democrat voices who are saying, and listen to this, folks. You have to understand. They're saying, let's not worry about the money here. Let's just talk about all the good things that this is going to do. We don't want to talk about money. Cut number three said from the beginning is it's never been about the price tag. It's about what we want to deliver. The critical thing is let's get our priorities in and then we'll figure out what it actually costs. We don't talk about it in terms of the number. We talk about it in terms of the needs that we need to meet for the people. We do want to spend money, invest to grow the economy. We believe that investing in the American people in a modern economy is the way to grow. I think that President Biden has been a good faith partner to the entire Democratic Party. He reaches out and he actually tries to understand our perspective. And that is why I am fighting for his agenda Mm -hmm. with the Build Back Better Act. We're gonna win this thing. We're gonna pass a strong infrastructure bill to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure. And we're gonna pass the reconciliation bill. Now that last voice, uh, not a Democrat, that was Bernie Sanders, uh, but he votes with the Democrats. Now, Bernie says, I've done all the compromise that I'm going to do. 
because Bernie mm-hmm. wanted a $6 trillion uh, reconciliation bill. He says, I compromised. I went all the way down to $3.5 trillion. But I hope you caught that from the Democrats. I don't want to talk about money. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what we want, and then we'll figure out how we're going to pay for it. You know, somebody was saying, one of the analysts this morning was saying, we have a country right now, and the latest report just came out, Social Security is going to run out in 10 or 12 years. Medicare is going to run out of money 10, 12 years. But now you want to spend more money on brand new programs that cost way more than these. You know, I, I got to say that that uh, little montage of voices you had, Fred, that yeah. that that sure lets people know the two distinct worldviews. And, and actually, I don't even let a lot of Republicans off the hook. The attitude is the amount of money we're spending really doesn't matter. Now, I know a lot of Republicans are trying to hold the line. They, they're fighting against the $3.5 trillion. That's That's good. But for 20 years or so, this country has spent a lot more money than we have. And, you know, for, uh, Tim, we've talked about this. At, at some point, will the chickens come home to roost? It doesn't seem like it, it will right now. But that is their attitude. Their attitude is... It doesn't matter how much we spend, we will spend it. And here's the hook for people who are struggling. And there's a lot of people out there struggling financially. When they say we want to invest in the American people, they're talking what they consider the Democrats to be free money. And right. and, and that's the hook for people who are struggling. You know, it was the same way during the Great Depression. A lot of people don't know this, but historically there there was a time where Americans were being tempted with alternative forms of governance because everybody was struggling and having a hard time. The Democrats are taking advantage of that this time around as well. Yeah. Now, they're not going to be able to pass this, so Fred. I mean, the Senator Manchin and Cinema uh, Democrats said they're not going to they're not going to vote for it. So, how's it going anywhere? Well, uh, what we got to remember what uh, Senator Manchin said on Thursday or Friday last week on the reconciliation bill. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just focus on that. He said he's willing. He's he's coming from zero. He's willing to go as high as one point five. Now, when the president left the Hill on Friday, he says we're gonna we're gonna work over the days, weeks, months ahead on this. There's talk now of even some of the progressives willing to move down to two, <laughs> down to two trillion dollars. That's from the three point five. That's yeah. from the three point five. You guys now, gonna lose me, but keep going. Yeah, <laughs> you're losing me. Well, now the what? The, let's 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 uh, make it even more difficult for Tim when you yeah. say the Joe Manchin, and I'm I'm with I'm I'm with him. This gets really confusing. Yes. So when uh, Joe Manchin boring, said he'll too. he'll get to, he'll go to as high as one point five, yes. he's talking about the reconciliation. Yeah, not the infrastructure, bill? not the one point two infrastructure. Oh, all right. Yeah. No, we're this talking. is this is. This is the 3.5. I see what you're saying, Tim. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep going. I got a good tic-tac-toe yeah. going right here with myself. No, the, the, the infrastructure one, we got to point out, there's yeah. lots of Republicans who are willing to go with that. Yeah. There is not one Republican willing to go on the reconciliation. This is the big social program one. <clears throat> you know, it's free day- Look, daycare for everybody, uh, free college for everybody. Uh, they want to spend, uh, what's it, $2 billion on a tree equity program. 
Now that's the tree kind equity. Of tree equity program. Come all on, right. Ed. Not all trees are treated equally in America. We need we need, we need a, equity. We need a tree equity we need program. Tree equity. Huh? Good night. Oh wow. Uh, huh? You got well, some you got with to... with the green leaf privilege yes. and <laughs> others. Right. You know who are barren. Yes. You know what I'm saying. So uh, uh, all trees aren't equal. And we need to correct that problem. You know what? This is a uh, uh, this is a situation where, as I've said before, and I'm not saying that the Republican Party is pure, as you've pointed out, Ed. Right. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> all political parties are made up of, of human beings, often whom will mislead and lie to get their uh, agenda forwarded or taken care of or, or approved. Now, but this modern-day Democrat Party at least in Washington, D.C., I can't say necessarily all Democrats across the country in governor's houses or state legislatures hold this view, but the Democrats in Washington, D.C., <clears throat> their goal is to have as many Americans dependent on the federal government for handouts as possible. That's what, that's what they would like to see. So that's what they do that in the name of free college, free health care, cradle grave care. Uh, so they, they're offering all this, and it sounds, it sounds enticing. It sounds good. It sounds like they really care about people. But uh, what, it's gonna turn, what they would like to do is turn us into a bunch of uh, federal government addicts. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That will destroy the, the fabric of the nation, ultimately. Because that's not who we are as Americans. We are people who work for a living, basically people who uh, take care of, their, of themselves. As my, we do have a safety net, right? And always have have a, a, a social. Well, we haven't always, but I mean, back to FDR at least, we've had a social safety uh, net. But the the, the uh, Democrats today, with this money, they they want to. And, and what here's what here's how this works. It's so shrewd, really. Okay, so. Uh, you are against people's college being paid for, right? The, uh, Republicans, then therefore you're against education. Yes, huh? You are against the uh, the government paying for everybody's health care. Therefore, Republicans, you don't care about people's uh, sick you know, people. You don't care about sick people. You see how this works? Yeah, and it's been very successful that messaging. And and what I th I think what has happened in countries like Venezuela, like Cuba. Right. When they've gone true socialist, okay, because a lot of people will say, well, we want the United States to be like the Scandinavian countries. And they have, yes, they have high taxes, but they also have um, a good safety net, kind of the cradle to grave, free education, and so on and so forth. But you know what? P Scandinavian countries do not have the strata, the, the stratum right. of poor families, non-working families, single-parent families like the United States does. So when you try to convert a country like ours into a quote-unquote socialist utopia, even though Scandinavian countries are not socialists, not true socialist countries, they're capitalist states with a large welfare system, what you do is you destroy the middle class. And that's what's happening in this country. The, the, the middle class will be so squeezed that it will, like it has happened in Cuba and Venezuela, it will disappear. It'll crumble under the strain of financing what the Democrats want to finance. It, right. it just can't be done, what can they're I, saying. Can I the only reason they can do it now is they want to print free money, but 
I, at some point, the chickens will come home to roost. All right, Fred. Can I, can I just follow up on what Ed is saying? Because it goes directly uh, to the next point. Uh, some people are pointing out, one of them is former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, Republican governor from New Jersey. He was saying Joe Biden in 2020 in the election campaign ran against Bernie Sanders' socialist platform. He said, I'm not a socialist. I'm a capitalist. He won the nomination over Bernie Sanders based on Democrats saying Joe will keep us from being a socialist. That's all gone now. Because- I, you know what? Let me, let me just say, Fred, I don't think that that, I, that was the pub, what you just described as the yes. public face of what the Democrats did. Yes. Behind the scenes, I think they said a socialist like Bernie Sanders cannot win against yes. Donald Trump. We need mm-hmm. an establishment Democrat, mm-hmm. someone with a lot of name recognition like Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And you remember when it looked like Biden was not going to win the nomination in yes. South Carolina? Yes. All the Democrats, a bunch of Democrats dropped out. Yeah. And I think behind closed doors, Biden's team said and the Democratic Party establishment said, we will come mm-hmm. your way, Bernie Sanders. But the only way it's going to happen is with Joe Biden being elected. And now those true socialists are calling in that marker on Joe Biden. Yeah. Listen to what what, uh, Governor Christie had to say on ABC's This Week about this. Cut number five. It's the death of 2020 Joe Biden. When he went to the Hill, 2020 Joe Biden is now officially dead and buried. The guy who ran against the progressives, ran against Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, ran to be a uniter in this country, ran saying he was going to force compromise. And he went up to Capitol Hill and he capitulated to the progressives, the liberals in his party. And why should we be surprised? He couldn't stand up to the Taliban. How could we expect him to stand up to AOC? All right. So uh, regardless of of the, the backroom dealing, like you were saying, Ed, the bottom line is this. I think the American people believed that Joe, believed Joe Biden when he said he's not a socialist and was running against Bernie Sanders. But now he can't do that. And that is why the Democrats are so desperate to push this stuff through. Because as Joe Manchin said last week, he said, hey, listen, why don't we just put all of this on the back burner and let the progressives run on this platform next year? Now, Joe Manchin knows there's no way the Democrats could win on this platform that they're now trying to get the votes to get through. Uh, the American yeah. people, this is not a socialist nation. It's not. Yeah. And the American people are not going to vote for a piece of legislation where that says, you know, we're going to give free education to all illegals. We're going to give free medical care to all the hundreds of thousands of illegals that are crossing our border. The American people aren't going to give in to that. Yeah. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. So that's uh, that's what's happening in D.C. as far as legislatively with Biden and company trying to get his. Uh, I, I could listen to this economic man, stuff all day long. Huh? I just I love it. The more numbers, the better. Right. So. so <laughs> well, we'll, no. well, we can change the subject if you like to something that, yes. uh, that you appreciate, Ed. Yeah, oh, well, we got some hockey news. <laughs> we got no, we got a Dr. Fauci moment. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. The little, the little, right Ita- the little Italian, <laughs> the Italian, the Italian Napoleon. I just want to start calling him wow. the Italian Napoleon. Wow. 
<laughs> so what do you got? You got some Dr. Fauci news to you? Yeah. And, and today, on a, on a serious note here, this is the day in New York City mm-hmm. that uh, teachers are going to get pink slips if they show up for work and they don't have proof of a vaccination. This is getting serious. Uh, they're going to lose their jobs. Something like 30,000 teachers right now, I'm told this morning, don't have proof of vaccination. They'll get pink slips. They'll stop you being gl- paid. You, are you glad we switched topics, Tim? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Is this, some, is this, again, in one of these mandates by the governor's office? Yes. Here that, yeah, these are oh, the this mandates. Is, this, or is this a law passed by the New York State Legislature? Well, it's, it's gone up through the court system, and it's been upheld so far. So you're, today you're out. You don't have a, uh, a, a you don't have your papers showing you had a you'll pay us a shot a COVID shot in New York the state of New York you've lost your job. It doesn't matter if, if you've got antibodies. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter if you've had COVID and you are right. immune to it. Yeah. Right. Likewise, that doesn't matter. Likewise, nurses like Karen Downey, New York nurse. Um, now she's applied for a religious exemption, uh, but she's been a nurse 30, 40 years. I wouldn't and, live there. And uh, here's, here's, she was Karen Downey. She was on Fox and Friends this morning. I want you to have a listen to her. her. Cut number nine. We put in for the religious exemption for a few reasons. And, um, but that's the religious part of it. The, the spiritual part of it is not the only part. It's, it's very new. Um, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot, uh, we don't know much about the long-term effects, uh, you know, changing your immune system and how it works perhaps um you know so i i i just feel like it's better to be patient right now plus i had covid and i have natural immunity Mm -hmm. Uh, so i feel like um and a lot of doctors and scientists say that you're you're better protected and you don't need boosters when you have natural immunity now we're coming up on a break but i after the break i'd like to come back and, and play you what dr fauci was saying on the weekend uh and we got some other stories here of perfectly healthy people getting vaccinations and and dying from it. We got the latest example, a young lady from, from Washington State. So in the interest, of, I know we have to go to this break. I'd like yeah. to come back with that story, but I want you to hear what Dr. Fauci said on the weekend. Uh, it doesn't matter to him. You got to take it for the good of society, basically what he's saying. Got to take the jam. Got to Got to get the jab. Is that what he's saying? Uh, I didn't hear the music, so I don't know if we're if we're going to the break right now. Okay. Well, we got some music going on. It's just yes, in the we, other room in we there. Do. We do. Okay. So uh, let me let me just ask you guys this. Um, uh, we, we, I know we we're going to the break, but let me just throw this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how the religious exemption works except for those people who believe that, and I know there's debate about this, that the actual vaccines come from the line of aborted, uh, of cells from an abortion decades ago. Uh, it, it, what, what would be the other uh, religious objection? Do, you, do you, either of you guys know when people, when, when people file these religious exemptions, like this nurse was just saying from New York? Yeah, and who makes the who makes the, who's the final arbiter on uh, what is and what isn't an acceptable religious exemption uh, argument? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Is there a is there a religious exemption judge somewhere? I guess I guess deti- it's the executive says? branch in New York. I guess it's the governor's office. You know, the health. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who. I don't know. Who yeah, I've never seen a states. description of what a uh, 
what defines a religious exemption for a COVID shot. Uh, you yeah. hear about people making an appeal, but I haven't heard anybody have been successful with that appeal. I guess so, it depends on the state. Well, and the, you know, the and, and if you live in the state of New York or the state of California, your freedoms are gone. That's right. Huh? Like you it's, said, who, who wants to live there? California, there's, Governor Newsom is now saying he's going to take this forced vaccination down to the uh, elementary school level. Yep. It, it, didn't he say that? Yes, last week. Yeah. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. One of the most controversial topics in Christianity today is homosexuality. The Bible is clear about it, but the world has been relentless in its attempts to shift our views, and that's caused confusion and increased pressure to bow to the culture. In his Engage Magazine article, Homosexuality Comes to the Church, Standing Firm in a Culture that Embraces Chaos, M.D. Perkins gives scripture to dispel the lies of the world. Sign up for your complimentary copy today at engagemagazine.net. You know, when Matthew 19, the, the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and I want to invite you and your family to join me for a weekend at one of the nation's premier firearms training centers. It's the Patriot Academy Constitutional Defense Course, hosted by America's Constitution Coach Rick Green. Rapid-fire constitutional training in the classroom and real-time gun training on the range. Mark your calendars now, November 28th, three- and five-day options available. To sign up, go to patriotacademy.com backslash Todd Starnes, patriotacademy.com backslash Todd Starnes. The people for the ethical treatment of animals are very upset with all of you humans accusing you of speciesism. PETA says humans need to stop using supremacist language when insulting other humans. They say calling someone an animal and meaning it as an insult reinforces the idea that humans are superior to other animals which we are. Instead of calling someone a chicken, for example, PETA wants you to use the word coward. Instead of a snake, say jerk. You can't call anybody a rat anymore. You have to call them a snitch. And all of you Elvis impersonators, well, you probably ought to steer clear of you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Might trigger the people-eating-tasty animals crowd. Last year, PETA caused a national uproar when they said we should stop referring to cats and dogs as our pets. They said it was an insult to Fluffy and Spot. You know, it sounds like the folks in charge of PETA are bird-brained. I'm Todd Starnes. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1.3 American Family Radio 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed, and uh, we're in Alabama for a retreat with a lot of our friends here from around the country. And then uh, Fred's back home in Tupelo at our home offices there, so we're doing the show remote uh, today. By the way, uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky will be with us in 15 minutes or less. We're looking forward to that interview. We've had him on before, but it's been I think a while. It's, it's been a while. And as we said at the top of the show, uh, that is, it depends if something comes up. Sometimes they're called away, but that is who we have uh, and the time that Senator Rand Paul is called away scheduled for a vote or something. For a vote. Not or called away to e- etern- permanently. To, to glory. Etern- eternally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we haven't had that happen yet. I don't Not know. Not one of our guests, no. Okay. Uh, on the show, so. All right. Uh, anyway, if you want to follow us on the Internet, go to Facebook <laughs> or YouTube and type in Today's Issues, and we post the stories that we talk about there as well. And like. I understand there, are, there may be some problems with the feed right now. That's uh, our, our engineers are working what on that. What feed? The uh, Facebook feed For, of The Facebook show. feed? Yeah. You know why that is, right? The Facebook feed? Yeah. Because th- I said the word ivermectin. Uh, you know what? Tim, why did why did that you triggered, go, why did it you triggers say that? the uh, Facebook uh, algorithm? Yes, <laughs> and, and then and then they, and they cut our speed. Or <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I keep telling you not to say the right. word. The word. The, the let, I me, word. let me tell folks real quickly who didn't know about this why we're joking around about about this stuff subject. Um, two weeks was it? Two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, but thereabouts. Two weeks ago, Ed, yours truly, and Abe Hamilton, we did a. Um, I think it was Abe, right? We did a so. we did a Reason and Company video, which is a three minute video. We do uh, try to do twice a week on various and sundry topics, and our topic for the video was the success of ivermectin to treat COVID in India, which is it's undisputed. But but the, how that story was being blacked out by uh, the media? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, so our topic was how the media in the U.S. Will, was blacking out are banning discussion of the success of ivermectin to treat COVID in India. Well, it took... Now, YouTube, to their credit, they left it up. Yes. They left it up. Um, but Vimeo, Vimeo, which is a like a, a YouTube-like... It's a big deal. It's a big, yeah. big service. They took us down, what, within an hour or so? I think it was quicker than that. I, th- I think their algorithm caught it, caught the word, and we were banned... I think before we made it across the street from where we recorded it. <laughs> Maybe not that quick, but because it was pretty, we, it was pretty because quick. Because we put the word ivermectin in the title. Yes, the headline, yeah. We, so then, yeah it was, in fact, it was something like ivermectin stories uh, get banned by social media. Right. And, and they banned the story about how they yeah. banned the story. Irony of ironies. Yes. So, that, so we joke around. So when we joke it. around and say, uh, use, use, that, use that term, that word ivermectin, 
That's what we're talking oh, about. Oh, I got right? I got kicked out of a restaurant on the way over here. I, I asked the lady when I was ordering if right. they had any uh, ivermectin. Can I get some ivermectin on the side? And then they just said, sir, you're going to have to leave. We don't allow that kind of talk some here. Ivermectin. Oh, man. So all the potatoes, the black-eyed peas. Yeah. And I remember. I'd like a little uh, a little right. ramekin of on the ketchup side. on the side like for my for my mat for my right. uh, potato fr- uh, French fries, right. and then a little ivermectin too, if I could. And she right. said, they you're banned to, you. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to leave, <laughs> sir. You can't even use the restroom on your way out. All right, Fred, save this show. <laughs> I just been counting the amount of number of times you mentioned the word ivermectin. <laughs> I know uh, we have. <laughs> that is true. You just compounded the problem. Hey, listen, yes, I, I want to go back because I know Ed would be disappointed. If we didn't play this clip of Dr. Anthony Fauci, who on the weekend says you have to give up your right to make your own decisions for the good of society. Have a listen to this, folks. It's cut number eight. But you are a member of society. Mm -hmm. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. Comrade Fauci, there you go. Wow. You know what? He May I offer a... Go ahead. Go liberal. Okay. I will. I'll take your place today. <laughs> Uh, what he's saying there is not wrong. Absolute, uh, is not necessarily, that's huh? It, that's not necessarily wrong. Uh, in, in, it depends on the circumstances of what you apply his, uh, message. He sounds like a preacher from Brooklyn right there to me. <laughs> huh? I think I was expecting he's going to use a Bible verse or something like, did you hear him the way he was talking? Um, he, he, you know, he's not the only one who's, you know, the governor of New York used yeah. biblical language to talk yeah. about this same kind of thing. You got to love your neighbor. So I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Well, but but what he's saying it does not apply to uh, the current situation. We're not. This isn't the Black Plague. People aren't just dropping dead walking down the street. Right. Uh, they're they're not. They're, so the, the percentage of uh, people we all know these stats they get they die of COVID, and we all know people who have. Um, that uh, that's still a survival rate at ninety nine point what nine percent or eight percent or yeah, something, it's something very 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 high. very high. So so I'm saying that uh, to say to me as Dr. Fauci seems to be indicating, give up all your civil rights or a, a lot of them in the name of protecting the society. The that doesn't I, I'm not seeing with my eyes the need to surrender per, uh, constitutional freedoms for the moment to keep to keep uh, half the country from from dying you you know you, no, does that I, make you, you see know, what i'm saying I, I think you're exactly right there there is a a, a need for every individual to think in a corporate sense at times what is good for the community yes okay so but but w- there's so much very wrong with what anthony fauci said First of all, like you said, that, you know, listen, when this thing first happened, everybody was thinking communally. Right. We we did lots Mm -hmm. of people stayed home. They isolated. 
They were wearing masks everywhere. Everyone was all in because we were going to flatten the curve. Remember that? Let's yeah, go way back yeah. to the greatest hits of yesteryear. So it's wrong to imply that people are just being selfish about this. Right. Uh, but there's no, first of all, there's no stopping point with what he just said. That's, that's the, the real horror show here is that you could say, uh, uh, we're not going right. to, if, if you have diabetes, we're not going to serve you desserts at restaurants. You've got to have a card that says you don't have diabetes because it affects all of us if you have to go into the hospital. Right. You know, all these kinds right. of arguments right. that right. people make. There's no stopping point if you say you've got to surrender your individual rights because your choices could influence the rest of your community. May I also say it's easy for you, it's easy for somebody to say that when they're getting a couple hundred grand to sit in an office in Washington D.C. and proclaim what's best for America on the COVID. Yeah, like Dr. Fauci. Like Dr. I don't Fauci. know. I don't know what he gets. And, paid. and you know what? I would also say to Dr. Fauci again. He's he's not my favorite person, even though he is Italian. Right. Okay. That doesn't that 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 goes that gives gets him one step towards my front door. Okay. But I'm going to shut the door in his okay. face. You better bring a pizza. Up. That's right. You better bring a pizza. Here here's the other thing. What he's saying is not honest. It is not honest to imply that the only solution to this right. is to get a vaccine. Now, I, I've said on this program, I'm vaccinated. Right. I've had COVID. I've got both immunities. All right. But it's not it's he is not being honest because he refuses to deal with natural immunity. Like right. the nurse we had on, Fred, she said, I've had COVID. I have natural immunity. I have the antibodies. I don't need the vaccine. So if Dr. Fauci was being honest, I think he might have a better chance yes. of getting into a discussion with the individuals who are saying, I'm not taking the vaccine because not all of them are just anti-vaccine. Some of them say I have natural immunity. You tell me why I must have it because mm -hmm. natural immunity protects you and protects your neighbor too. But mm -hmm. he won't talk about that. Isn't this although part of a, an attitude that we are seeing now and it's becoming even more prevalent. It seems as every day goes by that there are people now in government or government service mm -hmm. like Fauci, like others, who say the government knows what's best for you. You know, we had the incident last week of the uh, governor candidate, the Democrat governor for Canada in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe. Remember, yes. Member in the debate. Uh, and, and we have that here. It's cut number 10 where he says, parents, butt out. We're Teachers know best what's what to teach your kids. I believe parents should be in charge of their okay. kids' education. Mr. McAuliffe, 30 seconds. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. The parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it. Also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. You vetoed it. So, yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents be should be telling schools can. what they should teach. So, so parents ought not to have any say of what books are on the library shelves in your school. Parents ought not have any say over what's being taught to your kids. I, that's, I, that's the progress. That is... 
the very definition of the progressive mindset, and air quotes on progressive, okay? Abe mm. Hamilton calls them the regressives. The very definition of their mindset is that experts know better than the rest of us, and that that bleeds through when you're talking about the approach to the endemic or pandemic, whatever you want to call it. That bleeds through when you're talking about schools, uh, that the teachers know better than the parents. So, as you said, parents, you just butt out. And you know what? That's not the way this country, you know, was originally founded. That's not the way most of us have lived our lives, and that's not the expectation. The expectation is God gave me my kids. I will oversee the education of my children. Now, we can have discussions, but parents should have input in, in mass, so to speak. And But that's not Terry McAuliffe's uh, viewpoint of it because he's sold out to the progressive mindset. Yeah, any chance the Republican will win in Virginia, Fred? I think the the latest polling is showing uh, that the Republican there, Yunkin, has a has a pretty good chance. This is uh, this is an important election because Virginia has the history of being a bit of a bellwether for what's going to happen in the next federal election. Uh, you've had the Democrats in charge there in Virginia now for the last several years. Very radical, radical agenda. Remember the, the governor there, the outgoing governor, uh, talking about abortion right up to the moment that a child is fully formed. Uh, a very, the Yunkin, the, the uh, Republican candidate there, very conservative. I, I will say this about Virginia. Virginia folks are going to have a very distinct choice. Very distinct. Yunkin, very conservative. McAuliffe, far, far left. Yeah. You know, here's the scary thing is when you when a progressive nowadays, I mean, this this is uh, it used to be progressives would sort of hide their views. Now it's all out in the open. So when you have a progressive win a close election, they go all in like Gavin Newsom. He survived the recall election in California. Now he's talking about um, giving uh, forcing vaccines all the way down to down to uh, elementary school elementary kids. school so if McAuliffe if Terry McAuliffe wins in Virginia which I would predict he he will uh, they they don't they don't restrain themselves they see it as a mandate regardless of how close the election is they see it as a mandate to go full on with their progressive views and if anything is going to save this country it may just very well be the American mm. people seeing the progressive uh, ideology full in the face because that's what's coming mm. virginia uh, i was talking to stephen mcdowell yesterday stephen's from charlottesville and has been living in virginia for a long long time of course virginia used to be a red state for the most part a even if you had democrats elected they were conservative democrats uh, but that has changed uh, with the expansion of of basically Washington, D.C. spreading out to northern Virginia. So right. that, that changed the dynamics of the state of Virginia in terms of their state politics, which made it more of a purple state. And uh, trend, purple state trending blue, unfortunately, for right. those uh, for, for uh, the state of Virginia. But we'll see what happens. Still close, still going to be close in many of the uh, state races. So you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Well, as promised, we... We didn't promise. We we hope for, right? And our hopes have been fulfilled here. Doctor uh, Rand Paul has 
been uh, we, we invited him to be on. He agreed to be on, uh, and nothing has happened to stop him from being on with us here on American Family Radio. And, and we welcome Senator Rand Paul. Good morning, Senator. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on with us. Are you in D.C. or back home in Kentucky? I am on my way to the airport to fly into D.C. this afternoon. Gotcha. Uh, can we play a clip from Senator Rand Paul and have you respond to it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Fred. Uh, set this up and play this for for the senator. Senator Paul, I think this was a hearing last week, and uh, you had an encounter with the Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra, and basically on his knowledge of COVID and vaccinations. And you're not convinced that really he has the knowledge to make mm. such decisions that are being made by the government right now. Cut one. You're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac, and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. You presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. Wow. Uh, Senator Paul, how, how did he respond to that? Well, he didn't apologize. And this is the problem we have is the, the arrogance of these people who now think that all of the decisions for your health care should originate out of Washington from a central sort of Politburo of healthcare care experts and they're ignoring the science. They go around parading and calling people flat earthers, but they're ignoring the science. A study out of Israel, 2.5 billion people, they studied, and they found that if you have had the disease naturally, your chances of being hospitalized were seven times less than the vaccine. Now, this isn't an argument against the vaccine. It's not an argument for getting it naturally. Nobody wants to get this disease. It does kill people. I'm an advocate for people taking the vaccine voluntarily. But at the same time, people like Jonathan Isaac, who's 22 years old, an NBA star, probably one of the you know, best shape of any young people that we know, these professional athletes, he's had the disease, he has immunity, and he doesn't think he needs to be vaccinated. Who, who are we or who is the government to, to bring themselves in and, and say that he has to do something, particularly when the science is actually on the side of those who have already had it, naturally? And there's about 100 million, by conservative estimates, when they do antibody surveys of the public, uh, 44 million people had a positive test. But for every person who has a positive test, there's two people who had it who didn't know it. So literally, there's over 100 million, even from CDC experts uh, in their estimate, over 100 million people have had COVID. And I think they deserve the respect to be able to make their own medical decisions. So, Senator, what is it about this, uh, this disease, this virus, that has made the, uh, the Democratic Party establishment, the Biden administration, Anthony Fauci and the so-called medical experts, what is it 
about this virus that has made them ignore what you're talking about, the natural immunity? Why aren't they telling people, if you've had it, you're okay, you've got natural immunity. If you haven't had it, we recommend you get a vaccine. What is it about this virus? Is it as simple as the follow the money to big pharma? I think it's more collectivism and more a philosophical elitism that is consistent with their normal beliefs. They don't believe that you have individual rights that come from your creator. They don't believe that they originate or are given to each individual naturally. They think that uh, rights come from the collective, that government creates and allows you to do a certain thing, and they frankly are for controlling your economic life, your business life, you know, your church life, your church school life, and now your medical decisions. This is consistent with their philosophy, but it really is something that we don't always really explore the difference between uh, the elitists and those of us who want to be left alone is that, in general, the Democrats believe they are smarter than you. They believe that uh, you are not smart enough to make your own medical decisions. And actually, if you talk to them privately, Fauci will admit that natural immunity works and in all likelihood is a long-lasting, potent immunity. But he doesn't want anybody to make any, you know, he'd rather just have everybody vaccinated. He'd rather you submit to the will of the collective. And so really it is about collectivism and it's about you know, look, when, when Fauci's asked about individual rights, he says they're sort of overblown, and he's actually for mandates to get on planes. He's for mandates here, mandates there. But he also showed such disdain for the individual. In 2012, when he was asked, what if a virus should escape? And he says, yeah, one of these viruses could escape a lab. And this is in 2012. And he said it could affect the scientists and maybe even cause a pandemic. But even if it did so, the research would be worthwhile. So apparently the 4 million people who have died worldwide from this are sort of expendable because they're just individuals. And the whole beehive, the collective, you know, thinks that, uh, the, you know, Dr. Fauci thinks that the research was just swell, and he's still for it. You know, he, he said as recently as the last week that he's still for funding research in China. And that's a, a huge, glaring, um, you know, I think lack of, of, of discretion or lack of ability to make good decisions. Yeah. Senator Rand Paul, uh, thank you for being with us here on American Family Radio. We wish you the best. Thank you for championing freedom and liberty, and we uh, will continue to pray for you, brother. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, uh, <clears throat> I, I think his, his, uh, his reasoning is exactly right. This is, this, is a, this is a war. We have said this. I, we're not trying to oversimplify this or over-spiritualize this. This is a war about God and over God. I'm talking about all the entirety of the culture war. And what you have is you have a group of people, the progressive part of this nation, again in air quotes, who believe that the state is God. And that includes the experts that work for the state, not experts who don't work for the state, okay? Senator Rand Paul is a doctor. He's a medical doctor. Uh, Javier Becerra, who runs Health and Human Services, is not. So the experts that work for government, they're the ones who run the country, and they're the ones who will tell you how you should live. So when you have a society that has pushed God to the fringe, that in their minds, nobody pushes God anywhere. He doesn't want to go. All right, once you have said we don't want God in charge— there's only one option left, men and women. And those, the progressive mindset is those in the government are the ones who make the call. I mean, I don't know what other explanation you could have for the way this pandemic slash endemic 
has unfolded over the last 18 months other than the description that Senator Rand Paul just gave us. Fred, what do you think about uh, Senator Paul's comments there? Well, I, it kind of suits with the theme, even before uh, the senator came on, theme of what we've been talking about this morning is the attitude, whether it's Terry McAuliffe, who's running as uh, to be the Democrat governor, telling parents you don't have a right to say what's on the bookshelves of your school or what's being taught. And then you have Dr. Fauci saying, you know, uh, basically get rid of your individualism, give in to whatever the demands of society, or we say the demands of the society are. It is an attitude that is out there, and I couldn't agree with Ed more. It is, a, it is all part of a spiritual battle, and the question is now is which direction America is going to go. Senator Paul talked about there's 100 million Americans out there that really don't need the vaccine because through various means they have natural immunity, whatever the case may be. And he quoted CDC figures on that. So America's going to have to decide, like the people in Virginia are going to have to decide, what kind of state do you want to live in? What kind of country, America, do you want to live in? I get very concerned mm -hmm. when I still see young people who are, are, are buying into that agenda. They say they're okay with the government running their lives. What does that tell you about what they're being taught? What does that tell you about their mentality of where they want to see the country going? Well, and and, and me, that's, me, that's why this ministry, AFA and American Family Radio, I think are so important. Well, and, and let, me just, let me just put it even more bluntly, Fred. I agree with you 100%. This is the last stand for freedom in this country. I'm talking about worldwide and in human history. Maybe in 500 years, if the Lord tarries. You mean the existence of the United States of America I'm talking as about a constitutional republic? The, yes, the okay. experiment that our founders created, government based on personal individual submission to God, all right, and his commandments. That experiment is the last one standing. If you look in Europe, the democracies and republics or whatever, right. it's all state-based. Nowhere else in the world do you have, maybe Israel, okay, and maybe a handful of others, but the battle being fought here has grave implications for the very concept of a republic and human individual dignity and freedom, okay? Grave consequences. That's why we fight this fight here, because this is it, folks. This is the last stand for freedom worldwide. Yeah, and Senator Rand Paul is one of the champions yes. for freedom in Washington, D.C. <clears throat> All right, we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on AFR. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.